0: Hello and welcome to a messy life, a podcast where we interview interesting and authentic people to showcase their unique perspectives. I'm your host Adrian, and today joining me is a close friend of mine, like a brother, business partner, Anthony Munoz. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> it, it feels a little weird to not be the one interviewing this time, yeah. but you know, roles are reversed. I know. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's get it. Um, how are you doing today, first off? Pretty good. A little tired, to be honest. You know, we've been waking up at five in the morning every day to go to the gym, mm-hmm. so it's already kind of later in the day. I'm a little bit tired.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: It is later. Well, we're excited to have you on. Thank uh, you. It's to say, but <laughs> uh, let's get it started. So let's do it. Start it off. Tell me more about yourself. Tell me more about your childhood. So, I mean, we grew up pretty normal. Very, I would say very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not secluded, mm-hmm. um, sheltered. Sheltered because my family, uh, the adults in my family, have lived like harder lives than definitely us for sure. Mm-hmm. And so due to that, like it started with my grandma, really. Mm-hmm. My grandma lived a very hard life. And so she sheltered her children as much as she could as a single mother. Um, and then, so her kids did the same kind of, so we really just grew up, grew up around family. Um, the few friends, I guess we did have, my mom wouldn't let us stay the night at other people's houses. Mm -hmm. There's reasons for that, obviously, but a lot of Hispanic households, Latino households were like that. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, um, very sheltered, but also very loving environment where we got to see, a. A lot of different characters, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, experience a lot of different things from an early age. Luckily, you know, we didn't always have um, the financials we have now, I guess you could say. But e- even so, my parents took risks and like we would go on vacation even if they were like didn't have that much money. Mm-hmm. So I've been traveling since I was like freaking two years old, three years old. <clears throat> but yeah, it's pretty normal childhood, I would say. Yeah. not too out of the ordinary. Going with that, uh, what, what would you say are some struggles that you dealt with that you had to deal with as a child? Yeah. So for me, I would say it started. Okay. Let me rephrase that. I would say my struggle was losing myself. That's how I would describe it. But that kind of was triggered or brought on by the passing of my grandma. Mm -hmm. And at this stage, I was in like fifth or sixth grade. Can't remember exactly, but, and you know, it's, it's funny, not a little, not a lot of people, even at that stage, they don't know themselves, right? We're we're children. We're very unaware, but subconsciously, like I always knew who I was. I always had certain desires. I just moved a certain way. And after my grandma passed away, I talked about this, I think, in the podcast where I interviewed my mom, but it felt like my I disconnected from myself, my heart, God, my grandma, a lot of these different things. And in that, I started becoming insecure, uh, which is normal, again, for that age group, because you're going from like being a kid, young kid to being a teen. Mm-hmm. So that happens through a lot of people. Yeah. But I felt like it made me more so than I would have been if I my grandma wouldn't have passed at that time. Yeah. And alongside that at the same time I was going from like 6th to 7th and I was going to a new school and so I basically lost like all the friends that I had and that fucked me up too <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh not too bad but it was just like new environment so even more insecure I guess you would say than mm-hmm. than I would have been if I would have gone to where everybody else went. Yeah. Um and so, with that, insecurities kind of just kept like snowballing. Like I was doing more and more stuff that would make me more and more insecure. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that lasted kind of throughout like high school. Towards the later years of high school, I started becoming more self-aware, and because I was a very oblivious child, like I'd be doing stuff and hurting people's feelings or being nice, and I'm not even like realizing it. I'm just doing me. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah, I would say it it was losing myself and not being connected to who I truly was, being inauthentic to myself. Um, yeah, that was really like the biggest struggle for me as a child. From that point on, though, it been up. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially like during that time, I feel like middle school age is already an awkward stage for us. For sure. And then to, to have to... Just a new environment, like you said, you you went from being close with friends, your mm-hmm. elementary years, uh, being around people you always grew up with, and then all of a sudden, new school, new mm-hmm. environment. Now you got to deal with it all alone, especially in like an awkward stage where you're trying to figure out yourself out, and I got new friend groups coming in because, uh, well, I mean, in your case, way new friend groups coming in, because yeah. um, you didn't know anyone really at that school then, literally, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, w- to add on. The kids that at the school, they'd been going to school there basically since, like, kindergarten. Yeah. Uh, so, they had grown up in that type of environment. And mm-hmm. so, they were all, I would say, I would say that private school was probably harder than Evergreen was. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, obviously, because I didn't go to Evergreen. Yeah. Uh, or a pub- that public middle school. Mm-hmm. But that made me more insecure, too, because then all these kids are, like, doing way better than me, like, outperforming me. And I'm like, what the fuck? I feel like I'm, like, inadequate. Like, I can't even catch up. Yeah. eventually through the just struggle i did catch up and like it was chill which a funny thing about that is like all the kids there cheat with each other because there's only like 12 kids yeah so all the kids just give each other answers <laughs> it's <laughs> hella funny uh, they work against the system together yeah pretty uh, much <laughs> that is funny uh yeah that definitely was an interesting time yeah it was weird so we talked about it you already felt like you were in an awkward stage you felt like you were not at the same level as kids in your school yet mm-hmm uh, you didn't really have friends then, I guess you could say. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> and uh, and then also, you, like you said, you were dealing with your grandma's passing mm-hmm. and yeah. how that helped form you into the person you are today. Mm-hmm. Now, at the stage in life that you're at, what do you spend most of your time doing and why? So, I would say now, honestly, I've turned myself into a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I do need better focus, that's for damn sure. But... I, I just work a lot, um, whether it's exercise or helping my dad's business or working on my own businesses. This being one, obviously, mm-hmm. because I have very large goals, and to reach those goals, I can't do ordinary stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't do what everybody else is doing. I can't go party. I can't go. College, like I was in college, right? You yeah. for like mm, first semester, a little bit of the second one. And I dropped out because it was just too slow. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really involved with any of the like activities. Mm-hmm. I never I didn't see them out. So like what did I expect? But it was just too slow, like sitting in a class listening to a teacher, and then I feel like I'm not even grasping the topics. I'm passing the tests, but I feel like I'm passing the tests because all the kids are also failing the tests. So they have to curve the grade point average. Yeah. So I was just like, this feels absolutely pointless. And like mm-hmm. something inside of me, my heart was just like pulling at me. Like you have this ambition, you have this ambition, and you still don't do anything with it, which obviously before college, I had started already Life Spectrum, the beginning versions of it. Mm-hmm. And so I figured, you know, I'm going to drop out and get to work. At first it was real estate, but then Life Spectrum came back to me in a, in a different way. As the evolved version of myself, a more evolved version of myself. So, since then, basically, we've just been getting to work, trying to figure out this whole business stuff, investing, how money works, all these different aspects of our reality. So, then I can be able to achieve the things that I desire. Yeah. Going off of that, was your experience of high school and co- uh, college different, do you believe? Nah, they were really like, <clears throat> I mean, the only difference is you're not confined that's all it felt like like instead of being like bell rings now you got to get to class teachers like hey what are you gonna get to class nobody mm-hmm. gives a fuck it's like yeah. you take care of yourself now but it's the same shit And is what it felt like at least yeah i could see that too especially if you're not putting yourself out there and trying to interact with different yeah. people activities then it's gonna feel the same for the people that don't know what were you studying in college I was just studying business so they make you take like beginner courses so mm-hmm. I had to take uh statistics um sh- it was, like business management some other shit honestly oh they also have you take like specific courses for that school where it's mm-hmm. like you kind of choose the type of class you want and then you have to stay in that type of class throughout the rest of the 4 years mm-hmm. and so I ch- I decided to choose one that was more interesting to me and it was health happiness and human rights that was like the only class that i actually liked mm. and it was just because it talked about it actually talked about life so yeah i got to experience like uh, topics like sociology uh, psychology that kind of stuff which yeah. i thought was interesting yeah but yeah business um just too slow though yeah i could definitely see that that being your favorite class but on top of that i mean i feel like it's since it's has to do with life and improving you i feel like that um already off the bat just makes it more interesting yeah i remember there was one there's literally only one thing that i remember from school Mm -hmm. which is funny like if you ask a lot of people at least i would say probably the majority of people like hey where did you learn in school they're like uh i don't know like (laughs) they really can't recall that well Mm -hmm. and i mean i'm in the same boat i remember one thing and that one thing was that stress kills. Yeah. It It showed, we were watching a documentary, and it was talking about this state, and there were different cities in that state at different socioeconomic levels, mm-hmm. and basically the poor people, because of their stress levels, were having anywhere from like five to ten years taken off their life, and I was like, that is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that is crazy. That you can lose that much of your life due to stress. Mm-hmm which yeah like you said stress really does kill it affects you so much yeah it's um, insane affects your day to day i saw a thing where it's like your physical body affects your mental state and your mental state affects everything else around you yeah um but no especially then i feel like with school you don't really you're not really learning you're more of memorizing information for a short period of time that you need only to pass those tests and then after that it's just right straight out of your head again Yep. Um and you're not even implementing most of that stuff in your day-to-day life, so obviously you're going to forget it. How would you say you view your problems now or any issues I guess you could say that you have, or the term your dad used in the podcast? <laughs> um uh I would say I mean it's going to be the same answer as my parents, but they're not they don't have to be problems I think as a child in that stage where things were really awkward. I was a just It wasn't necessarily just because of what happened. Mm -hmm. I kind of had like a victim mentality. And I didn't understand what stood what that meant. Like my parents would be like, oh, you're being a victim. You're being a victim. You're being a victim. And I'm just like, I'm just telling you what's happening. Yeah. Like you're acting like there's an excuse. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize like regardless of what happens to you, you have to take accountability for your thoughts and how you feel. And you can change basically um, the situation based off your perspective. And so now... I don't really get like too mad or like feel hate or anger that much. Things are just more mellow. Things just, you know, if there's a quote unquote problem, right. It's really just to me, an opportunity to grow and opportunity to expand. Mm -hmm. It's a stepping stone for me to get better. So, and I talked about this on the podcast with my mom. Would you have me watched
1: watch it? Go watch it. (laughs) Uh, Where. Basically, it's easy now to see my own problems and deal with them
0: because I'm not focused on the problem itself anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm focused on the solution. I'm focused on, okay, this problem is occurring. I'm not going to judge myself for it. It is what it is. There's no reason to be upset or mad over it. How can I expand? How can I grow? How can I get better from this? Yeah. And in doing that, that practice has allowed me to grow, I would say, almost exponentially. Like, it's like a snowball, too. Mm-hmm. In the same way with the insecurities building up, it's like my growth builds up as well. As this snowball of growth and evolution continues to fall down the hill, I get better and better every day. And that is exciting. So that's how I would say I view my problems now. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a good way to view issue or problems. Um, and something I was taught to a good a good quote is don't find or don't make excuses, find solutions. Exactly. Yeah. So don't. Sums it up pretty nicely. Yeah. Don't hold yourself back and be in this victim mindset and deal with the issue. Don't let it hold you back. Right. Attack it straight on. Like shit happens, dude. Like life's not always perfect. Life's not always easy. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. People go through horrible things, but a lot of the times, you know, you'll find like Some of the people who have accomplished some of the best things have lived the hardest lives. Yeah. So that's just proof to you. It has nothing to do with the circumstance specifically, but Mm -hmm. how you determine or how you decide to perceive that circumstance and move forward. And I don't know why you would decide to perceive something in a negative way. Like, if it doesn't benefit you, why believe in it? Mm -hmm. Because it's not going to help you. Yeah. It's your life. Don't you want to like improve or. If you feel things are, aren't are good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know it's programming and conditioning, but what do you think led you into that victim mindset? Not 100% sure. Um, If I were to guess. I would say it was just like certain moments that occurred. And this is just a guess, literally, because I, ha- I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I would say certain moments that occurred in my parents' relationship with each other. As it evolved, like certain events occurred that I just happened to be around. And as a child, in the ages of like, well, when you're born to, I believe it's like six, you're pure subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. So you're just absorbing energy, absorbing everything. And those moments kind of scared me a bit. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that, but honestly, I don't have an idea really. No, because I just kind of had that mindset since I was in like, I was like four, like really little. Yeah. I think it really is just our environment. Cause I think- a lot of people not most people are still in that victimized mindset yeah unfortunately um cuz i personally i know i was there before too uh and it's just a bad road to go down yeah like you you think to yourself when you're a vic- in that victim mindset like why is this happening to me mm-hmm. why are people being mean to me um instead of thinking like just people are being mean to me their actions don't necessarily relate to you exactly. Yeah. Yes, they're putting it on you, but it's not necessarily because of you. Yeah. Most of the time when people are rude or judging, it's because of something on their their inside. And you know, we take it so personal, we're like, they're attacking me. Mm-hmm. But when you increase your level of awareness, you become to realize you come to realize that it's not about you anything that they say it's about them Mm -hmm. It's like a mirror it's a reflection of them exactly um when would you say that you developed more of that mindset did you before did you you allow whatever someone had to say get to you for sure man i was (laughs) it's funny you know at that time when i was so insecure during like sixth throughout high school i did not like myself at all like i had just certain behaviors that i didn't respect and Doing certain actions that, again, weren't really authentic with who I was. And those things made me again hate myself. And so, eventually, I was like, you know, I don't like where I am. Who was someone I could respect that I can simulate basically? Mm-hmm. And for me, that was my older brother. He had a lot of habits that I did respect. Mm-hmm. I, partially, I think it's just because like he's the he was my older brother, so I just looked up to him, of course. Mm-hmm and in doing that what an interesting that thing that happened was i found i did like myself more because i was implementing some of his positive habits mm-hmm. but at the same time i realized i didn't like some of his other habits so for example like he's a very observant person and because of his high level of observation he makes judgments and i came to realize like I was judging all these people, but for what like why even put the energy into that? What's the point? like it's just negative energy, there's no like who cares mm-hmm. if they're doing all this weird shit or fucked up shit, like not my business is that It has nothing to do with me, yeah, especially if it's not affecting you, yeah, so I just I didn't need to think like that, and so in that, I kinda started to slowly like just change and adapt and really the biggest turning point for me was I would say like senior year because I was trying to graduate early. And so I was taking some BYU online classes and I wasn't really doing them. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like falling behind. It was getting closer towards the time where I was needing to finish and yeah. I hadn't done that much. And so like the pressure was kind of getting to me in a little bit. And we were at a vacation house um, near the beach with my family and we were just having a discussion. Uh, talking about a bunch of different stuff and somehow I really don't remember the discussion got onto me and then we started talking about me and then all of a sudden I kind of like got defensive about um like not being prepared to graduate Mm -hmm. and that kind of started stressing me out more and more and then all of a sudden like I kind of just broke down Mm -hmm. I don't really I, I would say I exploded that's the what I call it Like whatever was held in all the stuff i had been holding in and not dealing with um kind of came out i started talking about my grandma and then another thing that was really impactful was eric was saying how we're privileged Mm -hmm. and it interesting about that is like he intentionally was like trying to plant seeds yeah um and it fucking worked. <laughs> so like, I didn't, I didn't think about that. It wasn't realizing Like, how are we privileged, bro? Like, I'm so grateful for what we have. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not privileged, mm-hmm. but it's like, it doesn't, privilege doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Like we're just privileged to be alive. You're lucky to be alive. Yeah. People are murdered. People die all the time. Like you can have all different types of privilege. And we were privileged. Like we, again, we were sheltered. And so we didn't have to experience all these hard aspects of life. Mm-hmm. Um, We got to go on vacations very early, like I said earlier. So, like, that's a huge privilege to be able to do all those things. And as time went on throughout, uh, like, college, I just got more and more into um, Mm self-improvement because I was realizing, like, oh, shit, I got all these, like, got all this baggage low-key that I didn't realize I had. So I started trying to educate myself just slowly reading books. It's, it, it's funny too, because it actually started with the BYU classes. Funny enough, like the topics I was reading about in that course, in the online courses, had a lot to do with like psychology and being the human experience. And I'm reading these stories about greed and about pain and struggle. And there's a very specific book, or there's two books, one called The Great Divorce Mm -hmm. And then another one called Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And those two books were the first books that I ever really fully read. Mm -hmm. And they were like the first books to start shifting my mentality. Because Man's Search for Meaning is about a, I believe he's a psychologist or psychiatrist. And he, it was during the Holocaust and he was Jewish. And so he was in a concentration camp. And he's basically observing all these people in, like, some of the harshest environments. Mm-hmm. And s- since he's a psychiatrist, he's studying their mental state. This was, like, his way of giving himself a reason to continuing to live, mm-hmm. even in the worst conditions. Like, they were eating sawdust bread. Like, barely any people next to them are starving to death. They're being murdered in, like, the gas chambers. Yeah. Terrible stuff happening, right? And he's still, like, trying to live. He's still finding some type of meaning in, like, that hard harsh existence yeah and i really started thinking like my life has been nowhere near this hard i can also find my own meaning in whatever it is because you know as i said previously when my grandma passed away i disconnected from god or my belief in any any type of higher power whatsoever
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so i was kind of i wouldn't say uh atheist i would say i was like agnostic I just didn't believe in anything and I didn't know what there was. Um, I used to make jokes a lot about God. Like, I'd be like, oh, fuck this shit. Like, who cares? It's not like God's real. Mm-hmm. My, my parents would get pissed at me at the time, but like, I was just like, it doesn't matter because yeah. that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, time moved on, time moved forward, and I just continued to slowly grow, read more books, watch more videos, started studying about psychology. And all this information just started kind of expanding my mind. I read Think and Grow Rich, and that book talks about programming. That was when I was first introduced to that idea. And I was like, wait, you're telling me my mind is like a computer, and I can change the programs that are run inside of it. What the fuck? Like, I like basically I didn't realize I had as much control over my existence. Mm-hmm. as i actually did have
1: yeah.
0: i listened to them this audio that just like randomly it was on my youtube and i just pressed on it i just decided to press on it It was by bob proctor and he's talking about thinking grow rich and there's so many points in that audio i've listened to it i don't know you can't even tell you how many times so many times because one of the things he says in it is the repetition of the right information is key that's one of the most important things you should take away from this talk because your um environment what you're consuming through your senses is what programs you. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep listening to this audio. And I kept listening to it, kept listening to it. After like six months of listening to this audio, my mindset shifted. I was going from barely caring about college and playing video games and smoking a lot of weed mm-hmm. to all I wanted to do was work. All I wanted to do was get better. All I wanted to do was achieve the goals that I had. And that's really kind of like how it happened. I, Cause I was, as I said, I was oblivious as a child, super oblivious. Even in high school, I think it was funny. There's this girl who once told me, she's like, "You know, a lot of girls like you, right?" And I'm like, "What? No!" Like she's like, she's like, "Yeah, we talk about you," and I'm like, "What? Like what? Like I, I had no idea." She's like, "You're super oblivious." I'm like, "I don't know what the fuck's happening. Nobody's yeah. telling me shit. I'm just like living." And yeah. and I, especially at that time, I was like I said, I was insecure, so I yeah. didn't even know what's going on. But yeah. Um, and so, since then, you know it's continued journey continually expanding, and it's just faster and faster and become more aware, yeah, especially in high school I feel like everyone's really just in their own little world um but to add on to what you were saying, how people aren't aware that they're in full control of their life, mm-hmm. it's our responsibility for our, what our future what happens in our future mm-hmm. what would you recommend to someone that? hasn't realized yet that they're in control of their life. I would say, think about it like this. Think about being in a car. When you're unaware of the level of control that you have of your life, it's like you're in the passenger seat. It's like someone is driving you around. You're seeing the views. Yeah, you're seeing the same things. You're experiencing the car moving. You're experiencing life. Mm -hmm. But by, and here's how you do it to add on to, so it's more impactful you have to take accountability. That's where it all comes from Mm -hmm. because we don't want to take accountability because if we take accountability, then that means whatever situation we are in, it's our fault. And we don't want that to be the case. Mm -hmm. Our egos can't take that, but you don't realize that once you take accountability, you move yourself over to the driver's seat. Now the wheel is in your hands. So it doesn't matter where you currently are because now you can, change lanes mm-hmm. now you can go somewhere else you're in control you can move yourself now um, that's what i would say that just makes me think of too it's like when someone starts when people i mean i guess sw- switching up quote unquote when right. you have your friend group and people are like oh why'd you switch up you're switching up on us mm-hmm. i view that as no i didn't switch up i'm bettering myself improving myself right and trying to become a new I mean, I guess a new character I'm adding on to Mm -hmm. myself. So when I didn't switch up, I'm just doing what everyone should be doing and always improving, being in a constant state of growth. Right. Yeah. You know, people always use that. I think it's really just a way for them to trap you in staying the same, Mm -hmm. staying just like them. Yeah. Because when you really think about it, aren't we supposed to change? Mm -hmm. Like, we get older. Imagine if we got older and I stayed acting as a child. like. No, nobody does that yeah you're always changing so how can how can someone not sw- in a way switch up mm-hmm. like we're always changing we're always growing either for the positive mm-hmm. or hopefully not yeah, but oftentimes in a negative direction
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to to close up what we were talking about we talked about struggles and issues which made me think of um we've talked about this before but how God will send you these little puzzle pieces. So these little pieces in your life, these scenarios to help you move forward through your life. So, um, if God or if you ask to be strong, God's gonna give you hard times. He's not mm-hmm. gonna just, you know, bless you and now you're just a strong person. You didn't have to go through any hardships. I mm-hmm. don't know what it is to be strong. If you ask for wisdom, God's gonna give you or God's gonna give you problems to solve. So people need to understand that uh or just be more aware that it's those what you're asking for might not always be, you might not perceive it as, wait, not, where was I was going to go. You got to be aware that, or about like certain uh, scenarios that you go through or certain issues, quote unquote problems that, you're, that are coming your way and see what God's trying to tell you. Right. Why, why is this happening mm-hmm. to you? Um, not to cut you off, but like, I like the last thing you just said, the question you know why is this happening to me why is god giving me this experience mm-hmm. why what is this trying to teach me you know i think oftentimes people don't ask enough questions and especially they don't write ask the right questions yeah because when you do ask those questions it allows you to shift your mindset because if you're if you're just always wondering why 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 instead of trying to take something from it mm-hmm. instead of trying to say what is this trying to teach me? What can I gain from this? Mm -hmm. Then you're just going to keep staying in that victim mentality of why, why, why? Yeah. But when you start to ask those questions, you start to peel back layers. Mm -hmm. And by peeling back layers, you start to gain understanding and through understanding, then you start to have those realizations where you're actually able to put those puzzle pieces together. Oh, I had this experience so that I could learn this, you know, it, it, It's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. How how do you want to look at things? What do you want to take from them? Right? Like something bad could happen and you could, again, be a victim and just take it. "Uh, This happened to me. It's their fault. They shouldn't have done this. They shouldn't have treated me that way. Or you could say, oh, I was treated this way? Okay. I now know, I have now learned, I don't want to be treated this way. And I don't want to treat people that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Now you've improved yourself, just by shifting how you think and the questions you're asking yourself and the story you're telling yourself, because we're telling ourselves a story in our head. Mm -hmm. You know, we have these idea who we think ourselves to be, and we solidify that. Oh, I'm Anthony. I lived this experience. Oh, I'm Anthony who was insecure. Oh, I'm Anthony who who hurt this person. But you don't have to be. You could. I mean, it sounds a little crazy, but you and delusional but you could literally just say nope that's not me Mm -hmm. not anymore who's gonna stop you yeah you know and and oftentimes people may try to stop you they don't realize they're stopping you they're like bringing up your past right Mm -hmm. but you can tell them you know man you're living in the past that's not me anymore i don't know about you but i want to keep growing growing and moving forward maybe you should do the same thing yeah you know like you don't have to take their version of you. Why would you let somebody else limit who you can be or who you can become? Mm -hmm. You don't have to. You if you take accountability, you say, "Okay, it's my fault." But I don't want to be here anymore. I want to change. I want to grow. Now you're in control. Yeah, I think that's something that I don't don't really know what who to call them—government, society—but that's what I guess society. That's what society is trying to do to people is lower their self-esteem.
1: Because
0: when you lower your self-esteem, just a lot of issues started arising because now you're not confident in yourself. So now you're going into all uh, scenarios as a unconfident person. Maybe not talkative. Usually that leads to being introverted. So it just never goes. You're really not going to go p- to plan. Right. It. You end up. You. So I'm going to touch on manifestation because I don't think one people realize what it is. Mm-hmm. Manifestation is really just. You. Creating your own life. First of all, you do it subconsciously because that's what controls your mind. But oftentimes, again, because people are aren't unaware and they're not taking accountability, they're doing it unconsciously. You're always manifesting. No matter what you do, no matter if you realize you're manifesting or not, you are manifesting. Yeah. You're bringing about your life. The energy that you're putting out, it's coming back to you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so if you're putting out bad energy, you're putting out sad, negative energy. That's the energy that's going to come back to you. If your attitude is bad and you're thinking, oh, these people are judging me, these people hate me, then they might be judging you. Like, But you're the one projecting that out. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're always not like, for the people who are in that victim mindset, they're always doing it and they don't even realize they're doing it to themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't realize how much they're hurting themselves really by doing that either. Uh, but no, yeah, I think one of the big things, like I said, it starts with, I mean, obviously, like I said, it starts with your physical body because that affects your mental and that affects everything around you. But it's really yourself, yourself, your self-confidence, your self-esteem, how you view yourself and think about yourself. And that really impacts all uh, areas of your life. So it's important to have a, I mean, obviously don't be unrealistic, but to have a high, or your actions gotta align obviously with what you're what you view yourself as. Because if they're not, then obviously something some miscommunication is going on. You can't be a bad person and expect good things to happen to you, even though you're telling yourself that, you know, you're this good person. Right. Um, but at the at the same that's hundred percent true. I completely agree with you. It needs to be followed by actions, but it starts with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, I was definitely delusional at first, like you have to be because how can you How can you start to act a certain way if you don't think that you can? You have to think it first. You have to believe like, no, I am going to be rich. Mm -hmm. I am going to be rich. But without action, it won't manifest. Mm. You can think it all you want. Action. Is the quickest way to manifest because. It is the quickest way to change your subconscious, to reprogram your subconscious. Mm-hmm. If you, for example, again, it starts with think- thinking, but if you just keep thinking, oh, man, I'm going to get rich, I'm going to get rich, but you're not doing shit, nothing happens. You're just going to keep sitting there. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to be rich, I'm going to be rich, but you need to take steps, mm-hmm. even if it's just one foot at a time, right? Mm-hmm. oftentimes it doesn't re- the changes don't come from these big leaps they come from the one foot after the other these small steps that eventually compound and change you and turn you into the person that you want to become mm-hmm. yeah lead to that desired outcome mm-hmm. uh 100 ah, i 100% agree with that and i think that's what the whole really the whole self-growth journey is about is questions literally mm-hmm. asking yourself questions if you want this desired outcome, okay, you don't know where to start, break it down into questions. How are you gonna get to this part, to this, To this, this, this? Just continue doing that. Um, but to finish this off, something that I found interesting is more where you become, you see this world and as is, as it really, truly is. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's a cruel, uh, corrupt place, but to choose day to day to still be happy while knowing that, I just find that like amazing. There are people at the same time who have nothing and are extremely happy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really have to do with the things or necessarily the environment. It's all in here. Yeah. Again, what story are you telling yourself? Because mm-hmm. you can tell yourself any story you want. Yeah. Do you want to be the version of yourself that is depressed and sad? Or do you want to be a different version of yourself? start telling yourself the version of yourself you want to be and the funny thing i find is you already know who you want to be it's like this little inner fucking feeling that's just sitting in there and it's like you have these desires and these wishes and these dreams they're telling you who you can be Mm -hmm. you already know who you can and who you want to be to me it's almost like that's who you actually are Mm -hmm. that's who you truly are the the a higher version of yourself that you see, your higher self, right? Maybe it already exists. Maybe time's not real.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not going to go into that. But, yeah, we already know who we are. But it's about, again, asking those questions and discovering who we are. Because, you know, as a kid, you're not doing that. You're, again, very usually not aware. Mm-hmm. But we're not taught how to do that. We're not taught how to discover ourselves. We're not taught how to become who we truly are meant to be. And I think that's partially why, again, we're doing this entire thing is because people need to realize like your life doesn't have to be one way. Mm -hmm. It could be what you desire, but you just have to accept that that's true. Mm -hmm. If You keep playing a victim role. Nothing's going to change. You're going to be in the same place. And you know, that's not even true either that i say that but that's not true you're not going to stay in the same place you either move forward or you move backwards you're always going to move yeah so which direction do you want to move mm-hmm. it's up to you yeah i find it too like as we're kids we more we know more of who we are and then as time goes by it's like we're just getting buried mm-hmm. and then as you get older and hopefully you're lucky like us and you become aware And now you got to dig up all that stuff, ask yourself those questions to try Mm to or to finally unveil who you'd like to be or what you'd like to become. Yeah, it's like building it's like building a relationship with yourself, Mm -hmm. because think about building a relationship with someone else. You don't know them. Yeah. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know their past experiences. You talk and you have a conversation. You ask them questions. Oh, how was your day? Oh, why did this happen? Oh, how did you how did you become the person you are today? Right. You start Mm -hmm. to understand each other. Yeah. You need to understand yourself first. You can't understand anybody or even love anybody until you love yourself first. At least not truly. Like, you can say it's love. It's usually just attachment, though. Yeah. It's, and attachment is because you're afraid. Yeah, I agree. That's something I struggled with, too. Would you say that's something that you struggled with? What exactly? Uh, Not like with yourself, not knowing yourself, not oh, 100%. 100%. I mean... I mean, like I said, I was an oblivious child. I was being mm-hmm. me at the time, and, but I didn't know what that meant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know I was already lit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know I was that guy. Yeah, I was him, but I didn't, didn't know. know. Yeah. And then I lost him. And then I had to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was him. <laughs> I am him. Yeah. And then I slowly had to shift into that.
1: Yeah.
0: And I had to, because again, I said, like I said, during the early stages of high school, I hated myself. I literally would tell myself in my head, I don't like who you are. I don't like the person you become. Mm. And I had to work hard to love myself yeah. because, you know, again, it takes action. We talked about confidence, but you only really get confidence by gaining competence, mm-hmm. And you only become competent through taking action failing and practicing and getting better mm-hmm. so yeah definitely um but i would say with the or my question too would be towards uh relationships would you find yourself trying to uh, i mean i guess you said answered that trying to love others before you loved yourself i was trying to put the love that i didn't have in myself into others mm-hmm. but that never works yeah ever 100 percent. it may it may be a temporary experience and it might feel good in the moment but You'll eventually pass. Yeah, yeah, and you'll become pretty aware back of to the yeah, same you'll place. You become pretty aware of what what's going on. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I would say. I mean, I think most people. What do they call it? Like codependency,
1: mm-hmm. some shit like that. Yeah, codependency.
0: Yeah, we're always searching for what we desire outside of us, mm-hmm. and I think I know why this happens because when you go from the ages of about six to nine your brain changes. You go from being purely subconscious to very outward focused. So now you're, you're observing your environment, taking all of it in. Mm-hmm. So your focus shifts because, well, first of all, there's not really any focus because you're subconscious. So you're just absorbing. And then it shifts to focusing on the, their exterior. Mm-hmm. And then so now you're in this weird stage where you're a child going into being a teen and then a young adult. And you're heavily focused on your exterior, mm-hmm. and I think this is kind of where like that victim kind of stage gets built in, because now you're th- you're thinking these things are happening to me mm-hmm. instead of realizing that you're taking a part in the creation of those things, right? So that I think that that's kind of where that comes from, and we end up trying to again look for everything we desire outside of ourselves. But it's all inside of ourselves. Again, you can be in a Lambo, but you can still be crying. Mm -hmm. I like to use Robin Williams because I think he was very, he was a great artist. Like he was amazing actor, super funny, and still unhappy. Unfortunately, took his own life, right? Yeah. So it, it has nothing to do with anything outside of yourself. All of it is in here, inside of you you have the answers. You can look for advice. You can look for ways to learn, and you probably should. But the thing is, nobody's going to have the answers for you because we're all unique. We're all different. We all have different contexts and how and the experiences that we've had since birth up until whenever. So you have the answers for you, but you're not going to find those answers until you shoveling yourself out of that ground, that pit that you dug yourself into, and start asking yourself those questions. Yeah, uh, I think it was Lao Tzu, like Lao Tzu said, but if not, it was a philosopher, Chinese philosopher, I believe. Lao Tzu, yeah, that everything outside of your physical body is just a benefit to your life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's really how you should go about your day to day. If you have family, friends, clothes, a roof over your head, food to eat, all that's plus. Mm-hmm. But I also was going to say is. It's like a little exercise I feel like I just came up with in my head, but act as if you're dating yourself. What you would normally do when you're dating someone, you're asking them questions, trying to understand them. We should be doing that to ourselves, mm-hmm. asking ourselves those questions, trying to understand ourselves. It's like you've talked about, and we both struggled with this uh, trying to love someone without loving yourself first. It's just never going to go right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's just a good exercise for people to practice. Ask yourself questions that you would ask someone else, get to know yourself, and not even, not, not only just that mm-hmm. the action too oh yeah imagine how you would feel if you started treating yourself like the way you love somebody the person you claim to love right mm-hmm. imagine if you started taking yourself out on dates mm-hmm. imagine if you started getting yourself good food mm-hmm. imagine if you started giving yourself good advice mm-hmm. imagine if you started being empathetic towards yourself
1: mm-hmm. but they people don't do it
0: yeah. people don't do that they think Honestly, I just don't really think that they're thinking. Yeah. Well, they're looking for this. I feel like this short-term, uh, pleasure dopamine, yeah. where you get in this relationship, it's this short-term love, and then as time goes by, things are gonna get, unveil themselves. And if you're struggling with loving yourself, then like I said, it's not gonna go according to plan. You got to start there and pursue that long-term vision. So work on yourself to get to that place. Yeah, I agree. Um, but moving on to your future, what would it, or if, you, if you could label the next stage of your life, or what would you n- label the next stage of your life? Come up. Come up? And what would be the reasoning behind that? You know, it's been, a, it's been a journey of self-development. And I feel like I'm reaching a point where my development is at such a stage where I don't, the work that I do on myself is no longer the focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always growing. I'm always getting better but that's not, I'm not focused on my past. So, Okay, let me take a step back real quick. I think oftentimes you need to reflect and it's not that you need to get stuck on your past because that's definitely what, not what you should do. Mm-hmm. But it's good to reflect and understand why things have got to where they are. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like me looking back and being like, oh, I was a victim. I see that now. Because when you do that, You start to understand your story. Mm -hmm. You start to understand one, the experiences that you've had, and two, the separation of that and the story you told yourself. Mm -hmm. And then through the growth, you start to try to tell yourself a new story. I'm at the point now where I don't think about the past anymore. The new story is being built every single day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think every day things get better. Not I think I know for a fact every day things get better. It's it's so weird. Like the other day, you know, we we went and bought a hookah just for no reason. Like mm-hmm. when did I expect that that was gonna be happening? I didn't. I had no idea. It just ha- happens, and it's like these experiences, these moments in life that are that are just like unexpected, but a pleasure, and they just keep coming, and the the experiences keep getting better. Mm-hmm. So while I'm not where I see myself in that end goal in my mind, not that there's ever an end goal, because that that uh, goalpost is just going to keep moving forward and forward as I grow. Sure. But there is kind of like a version of myself that I see in my head, mm-hmm. right? And I feel like again, while I'm not there, I'm on the trajectory heading there. So it's the come up.
1: Yeah, you're on that. It reminds video. me of
0: that Big Sean song now. <laughs> um, that just made me think of, and I like how you said that. It's it's important not to neglect your past. I think it's <clears throat> important to, like you said, reflect on it. I think some philosophers said it as well. But if you neglect your past, then how are you supposed to avoid that from occurring again?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you do got to reflect on it, realize what happened, why that happened, and then prevent it from happening in the future. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, then it's going to happen again, but don't get caught up in your past. Right. Yeah, I 100% agree. You know, we talked, we touched on like having to love yourself before you love someone else. Mm -hmm. I oftentimes I see people like jump from one relationship to another relationship to another relationship to another relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they're doing the same thing. They're not, they don't take into account, like, why do I have to keep jumping from relationship to relationship? Mm -hmm. There's a pattern oftentimes you know god sending us those puzzle pieces we're not questioning and wondering why we're getting them and so when we don't do that we're not we don't become aware of them we don't acknowledge them it just repeat it's a cycle and by not acknowledging it this cycle it viciously occurs over and over and over again it's like it's like you going through a level of a video game and you're not doing the objective mhm it's like why Can't I get past this level? Why can't I get past this level? It's because you're not doing the necessary thing to move forward. Mm-hmm. So you just keep repeating that same part. 100% agree. Uh, like you said, it's like God just, he's going to keep sending you this, this puzzle piece over this problem over and over again until you finally are aware and see it and learn from it. If you're not learning from it, then the same thing is just going to keep occurring. And if you're jumping around from relationship to relationship and they all keep ending the same way, its like God's telling you something you're not seeing it. It's for the most part with most people, it's you're struggling with yourself mm-hmm. with self love- mm-hmm. um, so what can you really expect? yeah, it's a this life is a game of self awareness mm-hmm. because life is literally always teaching you because mm-hmm. of your manifesting moments are always occurring, you're having certain thoughts. those thoughts may be repeating too oftentimes they do they say mm-hmm. we think about we think the same thoughts around. Think around what is it, 50 to 70,000 thoughts per day. And oftentimes, the majority of those thoughts are the same exact thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you're literally ter- keeping yourself the same person. Mm-hmm. So you're repeating those same events. I've gotten to a place where I've worked so hard on myself, where life teaches me very quickly i can have a thought and then be like oh shit i just had that thought that means this now i can do this i can grow from that already it's just little things like these and it's literally like you're communicating with life itself it's very odd you probably wouldn't understand it unless you've experienced it but it is one of my favorite feelings i agree um I would say like a big thing people need to think out is just take everything as is. It's mm-hmm. just a learn experience, positive or negative. Learn from it, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't have to be either of those things. Again, mm-hmm. the story we tell ourselves. Yeah, like I said, because that problem could be the stepping stone that turned us into the best version of ourselves. And I say that, and I know a hundred percent that that's a fact, mm-hmm. without a doubt in my mind, because all the things that were to me the hardest points of my life mm-hmm. were the things that turned me into the person I am today, one. But two, also have been the things to make me, the the things that I appreciate the most of myself. So I appreciate my level of self-awareness and it brings me a lot of joy. But that only came through the passing of my grandma and all the insecurities. So mm-hmm. that was the hardest part, but it also brought me one of my best things. Isn't that kind of funny how that works where it's literally like opposites? It's opposites when you, yeah, in a trade-off, when you take that bad, you can transmute it into becoming one of the best things. But it's the story you tell yourself, the perspective, you take the lens you want to look through. Yeah. Like you said, you could take all that bad energy or negative energy and transmute that into positive energy. Which, by the way, that just means change. Yeah. So if if that... If you're, whatever's happening in your life, if you got negative things going on, transmute that energy towards you, or if it's coming towards you, or even that you're feeling, transmute that into positive energy. We tell this story all the time, but it's like the two sons, right? Mm-hmm. We had a drunk father. One son became a drunk. The other son became very successful. They asked both the sons, why are you the way you are? Because my father was a drunk. They had the same experience, mm-hmm. but they took it differently. Yeah, it's literally all perspective. You see that situation and where you're, your mental state is really mm-hmm. your your way of thinking. Uh, but to go off of that, because I feel like this is perfect. If you could give yourself or your future self some advice, knowing that the future is unknown and problems will occur, obviously,
1: what would you tell yourself? I'd say. Be okay with the unknown
0: and know that. Whatever God is sending your way is for your betterment because oftentimes, and I get it, you know, we're human. But it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Certain things happen to us and we wonder like, why would God do this? But our perspective is so small in the grand scheme of things. Like, like I said, when I was a victim and I didn't realize all these insecurities and I didn't want to feel how I felt. I didn't realize at the time they were going to bring me to where I am now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change any of those things ever because I'm so happy to be where I am now. Mm-hmm. So just realize that, like, you can't see all of it. You have to have faith that God knows what he's doing. God has his plan. and Just keep pushing forward. I agree. So have faith. man. Have faith. Have hope. Um, I wouldn't even say hope because hope is like wishing. You have to know. You have to believe it wholeheartedly. Uh, I mean, you sort of kind of answered this already, but are you happy with yourself? Are you happy in general? I would say it's impossible for me to not be happy because of the perspective I decide to take. Mm -hmm. Because nothing to me is good or bad. It just, like you said, it is. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm not judging the experience... How could it be good or bad? It just is what it is. And I'm blessed and grateful and appreciative to even be experiencing in the first place. Because I don't have to be here. Yeah. You know? Choice. Yeah. It's like I said in the podcast with my mom, you know, I des- I'm deciding to live every day. Every day that I don't kill myself, that I decide that I'm going to live, it's a blessing and it's my choice. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, because we really do all have the, uh, I mean, if we want to, we all do have the the chance to do it, but we're deciding to still do it all day, all day long. Yeah. Yeah, they do have crazy numbers. Now, what would you say are things that you highly value? I would say it starts off with people because you can have all the time in the world, but if you're alone, it don't feel great. Yeah. So I would say it's people first. People's number one, always. And then number two would probably be time. Time I value very heavily. I don't like when people waste my time. Mm-hmm. Because just because you don't value your time, it doesn't mean it's not disrespectful that you don't, you're not valuing mine. Yeah. So I find that very disrespectful when people waste my time. Um, so people, the people I decide to spend my time with, mm-hmm. the time that I do have, and then just the experiences the experiences yeah. that I have, because no one can ever take those away from me. Those will always be in my heart and in my mind. And that's what kind of makes us all unique is our perspective and the the life that we do end up leading. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because once you're at your deathbed, you're looking back at your life, you're not going to be looking at all these materialistic things. You're going to be looking can't at take them with you. Yeah. You're going to be looking at your experience, your life experience. If you actually truly lived, the people you were with, the things you got to see, experiences you got to make at the end of the day that's all that's really going to matter none of these like we say materialistic things that most people get caught up in mm-hmm. and you know like i like those things too don't get me wrong i love materialistic things mm-hmm. i would say even go as far to say even but i don't love them because of what they are i love them because this is experience that god created mm-hmm. and it's beautiful and so i i like pretty things i like fast nice cars mm-hmm. i like I won't say, but (laughs) I like a lot of things. Uh, But that's not where the depth is. The depth comes from those questions that in understanding ourselves. And when Mm -hmm. you start to understand yourselves, you start to understand others and the world, like you were saying. And I think oftentimes because people don't ask themselves those questions, they end up living somewhat of a shallow existence. Yeah. And, you know, I posted this thing on my story. I'm always very cryptic. But like I was like, what depth of experience have you really lived? I felt, and I know it goes so much, so much deeper. But I felt so much
1: emotion, love. I would say. In my short time living,
0: and even as long as it is going to be, it's still short. Yeah. That. I'm even okay dying now. Like, obviously, I don't want to, mm-hmm. but I felt that some of the depth, a portion of depth that this world has to offer in experience, and it is fucking beautiful, dude. Like, it's heart melting. Mm-hmm. It really is because you start to look at God's creation and realize, like, its magnificence in a way. You got to understand yourself first. That's where it all starts. It just reminded me of a quote that was from a, I believe it was a philosopher, some Greek philosopher, and it was something along those lines of, don't be a fool and and see a man with white hair and wrinkles as a person that has lived. Where he has not lived, he has just existed. I think that's how most people are. Like, they haven't really lived. They've just been existing in this world. And a lot of people sadly die without fully living only having existed yeah only existed in this world um and it's a sad truth that people should ask themselves have i actually lived or have i just been existing mm-hmm. and i mean for me for up until this whole journey i felt like i was just existing same yeah and finally you, you, you're existing when you're in that passenger seat mm-hmm. then you take up accountability and you start living yeah and it's just, you, you never want to go back once you start living you can't go back there's no way yeah <laughs> uh what would you say what are things that bring you joy? This, I would say communicating with interesting people, mm-hmm. people I love, people I think are have something that they can share. Um so communicating is really one that I enjoy a lot. Um creative expression. There I think like that's a huge part of life is just expressing Mm -hmm. getting all the whatever it is all the energy that you have inside out Mm -hmm. positive or negative low-key but getting it out expressing yourself um can you repeat the question real quick what things bring you joy okay uh so i said what was the first one uh you were saying this okay
1: communicating Mm -hmm. um what was the second one damn you know
0: the second one i thought you was just yeah. elaborate on the first one. Oh no i said creative expression oh yeah yeah, yeah. those new things bring me joy driving really fast <laughs> um allegedly allegedly yeah <laughs> allegedly fast vehicles mm-hmm. it could be a motorcycle it could be a car i i think it has to do with focus the level of focus that i achieve because of the fact that when run one mistake and you can kill yourself it could all be over it could all be over
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh that brings me joy, oddly enough. It's kind of weird, but it does. Like, I feel so alive when I'm just tapped in driving. Um, the people I'm with, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much things, honestly. Like, I have so many different interests. It's kind of hard to name just, like, yeah. some. But <laughs> business. Yeah. I, I Actually, I wouldn't even necessarily say it's business. I would say it's more like strategizing. Mm-hmm. Strategizing and then doing hard things and accomplishing goals because you feel real good when things are hard Mm -hmm. and you make them good.
1: Yeah. Make them better. Yeah. Uh
0: what would you say? What would you say uh made you want to help others? That day that I started questioning what was my purpose of living, uh, like I said in the podcast, I was literally taking a shower. And I was thinking about Jesus and I was thinking about how, whether he's real or not, how he was willing to stand on his beliefs so firmly Mm -hmm. that he would be being tortured and eventually murdered and still believe what he believed. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, am I, do I, can I do that? Can I, do I believe in whatever whatever it is that I do believe at the moment, mm-hmm. so much that I'm willing to die for it. And I thought, no, not not yet, not now. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, what do I believe? Why am I living? Yeah.
1: And I started thinking, you know, this life. Again, it's not it's not just about
0: yourself. <laughs> Oftentimes, it actually has like very little to do with you, Mm -hmm. but the effect that you have on others. And I started realizing like, I was able to change my own mind. And I went from a place that I didn't like to a place that I'm liking more and more every day.
1: There are people who reach the end of their lives, like you were talking about, who only existed Mm -hmm.
0: and their life flashes before their eyes, right before they die. And they're filled with regret and like what a scary feeling that like you're there's nothing you can do anymore Mm -hmm. you are helpless because you're going you're gonna you're dying yeah and now you wish you could have done different that feeling uh never wanting to feel that one Mm -hmm. and then understanding that people do feel that i was like that's terrible That fucking sucks. That makes me feel so bad. And other people actually live that. Mm -hmm. So if I can change my own mind and live a life and create a life that I desire, then the best thing that I could do is to help other people do that exact same thing. I'm not going to tell you how to live. I'm not going to tell you what specifically to do. Mm -hmm. But if I can get you to realize that you can control your life and there are steps you can take, then hopefully i save one person i save however many not not that i'm saving them they're saving themselves yeah but that that pain and regret yeah uh, like it's a good quote don't aspire to make a living aspire to make a difference to inspire to impact people in your lives because at the end of the day it's going to be how many people were you able to touch and connect with mm-hmm. i feel like especially having the knowledge that we do have and the awareness—I feel like it's an obligation in a way to help others.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. um, a lot of people, by society, have been so programmed in a negative way too. To to be able to es- escape that, at least mentally for now, I feel like it's it's our it's our duty in a way to to help others realize that to become aware of that—that that we they really are in control of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, our future's solely up to us it's our responsibility yeah. how our life plans out is all on us no mm-hmm. one else it's just us and i think like <clears throat> sometimes i get really hard on myself when i'm not working as hard as i can mm-hmm. because i'm i think to myself like yo you're being so fucking selfish right now like it's not even a, it's not even about you getting better or you making this money from the business but like think about the people that you can help by doing what you're aiming to do mm-hmm. and you're going to be so selfish that you're not
1: going to, that you're going to basically like let those people not have, you're not going to
0: fulfill your mission basically. Mm-hmm. You're not going to help people who need it more than you. A lot, Cause they're. <laughs> it's weird, but Talk to a couple people just through social media. Talk about like very hard things in their own lives, and the information that I've given, I'm, I give out there, helping them. And the fact that, like you said, it's a duty. Like if and if I'm not doing that, then I just feel terrible because I know how important it is. Mm-hmm. So when I'm not focused on that, it does it doesn't feel good. Cause it's like you said, it's a responsibility. It's a it's a duty. Mm-hmm. And we talked about we're we're God's soldiers. He sent us down to to help others. Um, but to add on to that, if you're really just chasing the money, for the most part, it's not going to go your way. You actually have to, especially if you have a business. You're it's whole all about goal. service. Yeah, it's about service. It's providing for others. What can you provide for someone? Mm-hmm. What's this? Yeah. What can you provide for someone? If you're actually providing something valuable to them. And the money will come. Everything will come to you. Mm-hmm. You just got to make sure that your service that you're doing is actually valuable to your customers, your clients, whoever right. it is. And that's something that I find so beautiful about business in general. Mm-hmm. It's like it's about this mutual exchange, whether it's they give you a $1,000 and you solve this problem for them. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's almost like a a good friendship or a marriage, a good marriage. It's this Good exchange and it just it when it's done right, it feels great. Yeah, I agree. It it does feel great. Um going off of that, what would you say is the purpose of Life Spectrum? Again, you know, it's it's to prevent those people that I think about. Like I don't know anybody personally, Mm -hmm. but that I just imagine. It's about preventing as many of those people as possible, and hopefully in doing so. Creating a life or a world where people do not just exist, mm-hmm. but they really live, man. Because I think I get this vision like, what would the world look like if everybody was truly living? Mm-hmm. I think it would be a very different place. There are so much pain, sadness, and struggling in this world. What if? We were all living and kind of had this perspective that every moment in life is a blessing, Mm -hmm. even the quote unquote hard ones. What would it look like? I don't know. You imagine. I got my imagination of what it looks like. but And it's crazy, too, because so many people, I don't know the actual statistic for it, but I would say 90 something percent of people are just existing. They're not even fully living um and that's just the problem yeah it's I mean, kind of scary yeah your end goal should be living just living your life enjoying everything yeah it's
1: like without awareness you're almost not really living mm-hmm.
0: yeah for real yeah <laughs> if you're not aware then you can't really truly live yeah uh maybe that's just because we are only awareness Maybe. There you go. go, There I go again being cryptic. (laughs) Can't help (laughs) Um, it. Now I'm going to transition into some questions that the community decided to ask you and would like to know. Mm -hmm. Um, First being, what's the best advice for people younger than you? I would say it's control what you consume. And and before you do that, think about your future a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like, and it doesn't have to be too much, but just think like, what kind of person do I want to be? What kind of life do I want to live? Mm-hmm. And then control what you consume in such a way that the things that you desire will come about. Because really, that's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. And if you can know that as soon as possible, then whatever it is that you can di- desire will also come faster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, that's that's a great like, piece of advice we're young now mm-hmm. and dude the next fucking 30 years are gonna get in more and more insane mm-hmm. like i can i know it, it just, especially based off of just what we're doing now so imagine if someone starts at like 13 or like even younger like pff, they got fucking 70 80 years of fucking hopefully greatness yeah yeah i agree especially then though it's it is hard to I feel like as we're younger, especially in high school, I felt the same way, too. You feel like you have all this time in the world. Oh, I'm not going to do that yet. I can do that later. Like, like when it comes to especially self-improvement, like, oh, I got time. I can wait. I don't have to really focus on that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like it comes, like you said, with awareness. The sooner you start uh, bettering yourself, the sooner everything around you starts getting better. Uh, the the sooner you start living the more life you have to live, exactly. Uh, Especially knowing too that the period of where like it's our prime years really isn't that long, or just existing doing things. It was like twenty one savage. Yeah, that video. It was like I think he said like twenty ish years. Yeah, uh, which isn't too far off. Like when mean, you don't really have too long to to be doing those those things, because like you said, most of it you got your childhood. From there, you're you're still after that. You're trying to learn about yourself, understand mm-hmm. yourself more. And after that, you're doing whatever your career side is, and now you're old. After that, Uh, yeah. So, what would you? What? Okay, first, what is the Matrix for people that don't know? What would you say is a Matrix? So, man, this can be explained in very different ways. You know, I think about it on different levels. I'm not like a lot of people are just just think about the matrix as like the system that we live in which Mm -hmm. by the way matrix just means system Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna like try to touch on all the different ways that i understand what the matrix is Mm -hmm. in the same way with life and with ourselves there are layers the matrix is the same there are layers to the matrix so i would say like just basic level matrix is the system that we live in, the system that is created around us, whether that's the laws, our financial system, how our society is cultivated, the things that we believe to be culture, all these different aspects are different parts within our physical societal matrix, but that's just one matrix there are multiple matrices you have a mental matrix as well and so that's your mind what is going in it what is coming out of it the thoughts that are occurring mm-hmm. then there's a spiritual matrix as well it's like your heart and soul it's more it's more emotional feeling and understanding that so it's like the combination of these different matrices And understanding how to maneuver them. Because you can maneuver your emotions. You can maneuver your mind. And basically by controlling those two things, you you start to control the third. Mm -hmm. If you can change your thoughts, you can
1: change how you feel. If you feel different, you start to live different. That's kind of the matrix as I know it. Yeah. Like you said, I touched
0: on it before, but it's really that your, your physical body, that's going to affect that mental state and mental state affects everything around you. By physical body too, I mean wise, is your overall health. You know, if you're, if you're actually going to the gym, working out and you're looking yourself in your mirror, because I mean, when you look at yourself in your mirror, you have all these thoughts coming up. So if you mm-hmm. look at yourself in your mirror and you view yourself as a negative, or like in a negative way, that's going to affect your mental state, which is going to affect everything around you. So it really starts with your physical body. Mm -hmm. but would you say that is there an order to escaping that matrix those different matrixes yeah there definitely is i think it starts with the mind it always starts with the mind Mm -hmm. there is this law in this book uh called the kabbalion Mm -hmm. which talks about this this thing called ancient hermetic principles Mm -hmm. from hermeticism which comes from a guy named Magistus. I think I pronounced that right. And one of the laws is that this universe is mental. It's all in the mind. And so it has to start with the mind. You start to influence the thoughts that you have, change them. You can use affirmations as I discussed before. If you have a negative thought, you use a positive affirmation to push yourself in a better direction. And by doing that, again, then you start to change how you feel. And then by changing how you feel, then again, you start to live differently. And so as you begin to live differently, then you begin to do love more, maybe you begin to become more confident, which then allows you to maybe get the person you desire in a relationship, maybe the lifestyle that you desire. So it all starts with the mind.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I like what you said. And I think it's important to, or like the way you view things, like you said, if, A negative thought comes to your mind. Replace that right away with something positive. You're basically at war with yourself because there's a matrix that has been programmed, a system that has been programmed into your mind Mm -hmm. by society, your family, your Mm -hmm. friends, all your experiences. Mm -hmm. And now you have to become so self-aware, so conscious that you are in real time combating those negative thoughts. You're at war with a previous program of yourself. Your present awareness is at war with the past programming. Mm-hmm. So if it starts off with your mind, what would you say is the following? Again, it's your emotion. Changing how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you're thinking negative, you're thinking, man, man, I'm a fucking loser. I'm fucking weak. Uh, I get no girls. I have, I'm broke. Tell me if I'm wrong. Like you start to feel bad about yourself. Yeah. You start to become depressed. Mm-hmm. So that's the next stage of it, really. Yeah. You start to feel differently once you start to think differently. Mm-hmm. Once you start to think differently and it reaches your subconscious, because that's what matters, that's what controls 95% of your waking life, mm-hmm. you'll start to feel differently. And when you feel different, again, you live different. 100%. Those two things are the combination. That allow you to maneuver through the physical matrix how you desire. And that's exactly why society tries to uh, build down or destroy you down. your self-esteem. Because then you fits, can't control your life. Yeah, because it fits, it fits their agenda and what they're trying to do. Whoever they are. Yeah, whoever these people are. But uh, but that's what they're trying to do, though, is, is lower everyone's self-esteem. Because that literally, like we said, we keep saying, it affects everything around you. Um. So you said it's your mind, your emotions, right? Mm-hmm. So then, would that go to spiritual and then physical? Yeah, but spiritual is almost the combination of the mental and emotional. emotions. That's why I, I thought too. Which is interesting. I feel like there is an order to it. Which mo- actually, no, yeah, one hundred percent is an order. It's that and that. Some people, though, on rare occasions, will get you can do physical, physically yeah. first and then come to realize they got still all these emotional issues that money doesn't solve issues within themselves. And then they'll escape, hopefully escape that matrix. Some people don't, some people will have all these nice things. And like you said, with Ron Williams, you'll see them commit suicide because money's not going to really bring you all this happening. Or money solves money problems. That's it. And if you don't understand how to use the money to solve your money problems, you end up just having more problems. A hundred percent. Um, So now we know what the matrix is. How do you escape the matrix? It's kind of just like what we already said. You control your mind. Mm -hmm. If you cannot control your mind, then you can't control your reality. Mm -hmm. Because that's where it all begins. The universe is mental. If I think I will be rich and I believe it wholeheartedly, then I will manifest riches. Mm -hmm. I see it work in real time, not just with myself. It If you study certain people, you'll see that their lives are examples of these truths. Mm -hmm. And they can be the same exact way for you. You escape by controlling what you consume. Your brain is inside of your head, and it can't see anything. But it, it recruits some friends, that being your senses. Your taste, touch, feel, sight. But these senses that are on your, like a, I don't know what the word is, but anyways, these senses, they are simply retrieving data. What does this feel like? What does this look like? like but the, they don't know what it is, so it sends all that to the brain, right? And then the brain synthesizes all that data that it's receiving and gives you the experience that you're having. So your life is almost like projected out of your eyes. And if you so, your environment programs you because your environment, wherever you are, is what, in a sense whatever you're consuming. Mm-hmm. If you're of a certain culture, you're going to be consuming certain things, right? And you oftentimes culture will be based off location. Yeah. Um, for example, if you grow up in the hood, you grow up with. People who are gangsters, mm-hmm. more than likely you're gonna become a gangster too. Yeah. So you have to control what you're consuming, what you're listening to, what you're eating, because what you're eating is gonna affect your physical form, yep. what you're listening to is gonna affect your mental. What you're seeing is gonna also affect both because well, they all kind of kinda of affect both. Yeah. But they all correlate, just go. Like, yeah, all so different. just all of that, just mm-hmm. controlling what your senses are consuming and cultivating your uh ex- environment and experience to match how you want your life to become. Yeah, and by doing that and doing it while having faith and not giving up, eventually you do escape. But you know, I want to say this: you escape to an extent because there is no escaping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There, but like, where is there to escape to? This is the experience we're having. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, who knows? Maybe you can eventually escape the physical matrix um, or maybe you can, the matrix can be changed. The system can be changed, mm-hmm. but there is no really escaping. Like you're always going to have to use money. You know, you're, o- you're always going to have to eat food. Oh, well, yeah, it depends what you believe, <laughs> but um yeah there there is no really escaping there is just creating a level of freedom for yourself where you're not trapped by the system. Yeah. And something that gives you an advantage but also yeah, something that gives you an advantage that has to do with your environment is I mean, is your mom, how were how you were raised by your mother and if you were given just unconditional love, just love in general and shown love because there's this this study I saw and it it took single,
1: I think it took, basically took single, I believe mothers or something along the lines of
0: it took mothers that, uh, where people said that they didn't feel like they got shown love by their mom and mm-hmm. then it took asked people that feel like they got shown unconditional love, and they were told that they could achieve and do anything that they wanted to do, is that those uh, people tended to be more successful people in their life and happy overall. Um, So it is crazy that something like that gives you an advantage over other people. In this life, when you're a child, it is not your responsibility to program yourself. You are just programmed, whether that be by your friends, your environment, mm-hmm. your, your family, however. But as you become an adult, it becomes your responsibility to reprogram yourself. 100%. I don't know if it's possible, but I always think about this one thing. Like, what if we all understood the game? What if we didn't have to go back and do reprogramming?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What if we understood the game to such a high level? Everybody that you could parent in such a way that you programmed what you desired into them Mm -hmm. without them having to do reprogramming. I think to an extent, there will always be some form of reprogramming just because we're all different, you know, but like, what if you could minimize it? Mm -hmm. What if you could minimize the amount of reprogramming you have to do? I feel like I've reprogrammed myself and I haven't had to change. I've had to change a lot, but not to the extent of someone who maybe has done things that they really regret. Yeah. And I really, (laughs) maybe I'm going to get like flack for saying this. I don't think people know how to parent. Not that I claim to know how to parent either. I've never had children, but how can you be like an effective parent? If you don't understand programming, Mm mm-hmm, because then you're letting, like, my children are not having technology until they're adults.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> like, that may seem crazy, yeah. but it's not happening because, as their parent, I am not gonna let other people, society at large, have the greatest effect on my children's programming. Mm-hmm. I will be the one to do that. Mm-hmm. That is my responsibility as a parent to control the things that they consume so that by the time that they can make the decisions for themselves, they're in such a good place that. I don't have to worry for them. Yeah. Um Most of these kids are honestly not even raised by their parents, they're raised by society. Yeah. Especially with technology. They're just raised by their freaking phone, iPad, whatever it might be as yeah. a kid. Um but like you said, like during those young ages, we're really just a sponge. We're absorbing everything around us. So if you're if you yourself are not happy with what you are, then obviously you're reflecting that onto your child and you're not gonna be raising them how I mean there's no, I guess, correct way, but how ideally they should be raised how you, should you ideally want them to be yeah raised. because yeah. they should be in this loving environment and being told that they can really do whatever they want you should be able, you should set them up so when they like you said when they're able to get to make that choice for themselves they see all the benefits from from whatever or from what you've been i guess teaching them showing them mm-hmm. and then at that point they're able to decide if they'd like to continue down that or do whatever it is that they want to do but hopefully at that point they're like okay I'm going to continue growing yeah and i don't think people really fathom i will first of all i don't think people even take this type of information into account one because they're not taught about it i don't blame people mm-hmm. and two i don't think they understand to the level that it occurs yeah. i believe that you know the programming of your child comes before they're even conceived mm-hmm. everything is vibration everything is vibes and depending on the state that you're in, the person that you're going to be having children with is in, mm-hmm. that is from the moment of conception, again, beforehand even, because yeah. uh, trauma is generational. Mm-hmm.
1: From the moment they're conceived to whenever in life, they're just absorbing
0: all that energy, all of it, literally like a fucking sponge. Yeah. and. It could just be you not feeling good that day. But you not and I'm not saying you can't not feel good because it's again, life's not always easy. We're human but yeah, and we're human. We're not perfect by this any stretch of it. But if you can be more conscious of that, you can have a greater effect. Imagine if like one day you're not feeling good, you come home, you so now you start having an argument with your wife.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Unbeknownst to you, your kid is now absorbing all that energy. That's going to have an effect where whether you rego- realize it or not. Mm-hmm. And so if you can realize that, become a little bit more level-headed, have a conversation versus an argument, it's going to make a difference. 100%. Like you said, I can understand and I don't blame people for the way they raise a child because they, I mean, they were basically set up already from start to fail by society. Because, um, I mean, they don't want us to. Like you said, they're trying to lower your self-esteem, so they don't want you to raise a good kid because then it's going to go against their agenda. Um, shoot, I don't even know how to transition into this, but the following question I would ask is, what do you believe is the purpose of life? These are community questions, right? Yep. I don't know if it can ever really be known. Mm-hmm. It's all speculation because thoughts are limiting. Yeah. When I use a word, that word is a simple.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, technically, that word is a symbol that is a combination of symbols, that being letters. And when you use those symbols, they simply refer to things, but a reference of something never fully encapsulates what that thing is. Mm-hmm. Like I say, Carlos, or you're Adrian, you're labeled as Adrian, but that doesn't describe everything about you. Yeah, yeah. it's like the, it's like a tree, right? Like, you could say tree, and so you understand a tree to a certain extent in your head. You maybe know the definition of a tree, but who knows if there's another aspect of that tree? Because we can't see, like, you know, the color spectrum, right? Yeah. We only see certain colors. Who knows if there's more color to that tree, but we just can't perceive it. Mm -hmm. So by labeling it, you limit it. Mm -hmm. We're constantly labeling and limiting our reality. So no matter the words I use, it'll never fully encapsulate the experience we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, so to some extent, does it really matter? Like whatever you want to label life's purpose as, mm-hmm. to me though, I, I've what I do is I look at patterns, and I've noticed a couple patterns in life. And I would say these are almost like the drivers, but to me the per- it, it's a paradox, but the purpose of life is life itself. Yep. you think about like when you aim to manifest something intentionally, and you think about it so hard, you dream about it, you vision, envision it, you work for it, and then eventually you get it, right? I feel like God whoever created this, whatever created this kind of works in the same way as above. So below from the smallest scale to the biggest scale, the things are all almost the same. Mm -hmm. So I think like God is manifesting this reality in a sense. And so for us to be his manifestation, his create his creation, the purpose of it was it in itself. Mhm. It's like what you want to manifest a certain lifestyle, why do you want to manifest that lifestyle? To have that lifestyle. Yeah. So I kind of think of it like that, but the drivers I feel like that I've seen in life are experience because we're all experiencing something. Yeah. Everything is
1: experiencing something. Mhm. Even if it's a plant. Um evolution. You could say growth as well.
0: Just things are always changing. Mhm right technology is a lot different than it was before caveman times they just had like sticks and shit <laughs> and now right. we have fucking skyscrapers like things are always growing evolving and a freaking phone technology that a computer it in my that has, hand that has literally knowledge to every answer you could possibly think of sorry good so experience evolution and i would say euphoria is another one Mm -hmm. what i mean by that is like when you don't take the perspective that things can be good or bad every experience is great yeah so whether you decide to perceive it good or bad in my eyes to god all of this experience is a beautiful experience Mm -hmm. so it's all euphoric
1: so that's kind of the third one there's a fourth one what is it so I said, experience, evolution, euphoria. Oh man, I can't remember. Forgetting it
0: off the top of my head. That's all good. Well, if that comes back to you, just let me know. But I, th- I find it interesting too. Like it's, like you said, it's a paradox. The purpose of life, life itself, mm-hmm. and going back to what we were saying earlier, it's really just to to live, to not be, not to just exist, actually live your life. Experience mm-hmm. things. Spend it with people you want to spend it with. Be around like you said, yeah. Be around people you want to be around. Experience things you want to experience. See things you want to see. That's really is all there is to life from that. I feel like that's what God really wanted was just us to truly live. Mm-hmm. Not just exist, live. Um But I mean if, if that's all you or if you can't think of it, then nah, that's fine. Not off the top of my head. Um I have it in my notes. This has been a great conversation. I'd like to thank you, Anthony, for coming on. Of course. Um, I had a great time. Me too. Um, And for the audience out there that don't know you or don't know where to find you, uh, let them know where they can reach you out, find you at. So uh, my Insta is Anthony F. Munoz, Anthony being Mm A-N-T-O-N-Y-F-M-U-N-O-Z, but that's just my personal for this type of stuff. At Life Spectrum L Y F E, I'm not gonna spell spectrum. You probably get it. Um, I just wanted to spell out the life because I don't <laughs> want you spelling it with an I. That's yeah. not what it is. We add a Y because you're supposed to question your life and yourself and understand reality. Like you said, so this- many different ways to live on this spectrum, this infinite spectrum, mm-hmm. and there's a right way for you, you guys. I'm talking to you and you, everybody. Yeah, and we're here to hopefully help you find it. So you can find us on Instagram. TikTok, youtube is where this is going to be airing as well as hopefully soon spotify and itunes yeah That's like really anthony it. said get it or just to get it out there already um life spectrum mission is to empower and galvanize individuals into leading a fulfilling life mm-hmm. uh is there anything else that you'd like to promote put out there what's going on in your life what's coming up we got clothes coming out which i'm very excited about um I
1: hope you guys are excited about them too when you guys find out about this. And yeah, that's about it. Um I'm well, keep
0: doing this. Awesome. Thanks again for coming on and for everyone out there. Uh questions for you guys. Was there anything that you guys could relate to? What'd you learn? Let us know in the comments down below. You can find the links to our socials in the description. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already and turn on the post notification bell because we're releasing a new episode every other week here on YouTube as well as the iTunes, other podcast Spotify. every other week as well. So you guys should get a every week a new podcast. Um, for now, new things coming. Um, but thank you and we'll see you on the next one.
1: Yeah, till then. Peace. Love, positivity, power. <laughs>